Are you feeling stuck? Are you searching for purpose and a more fulfilling life? Are you looking for inspiration and encouragement? Then this is the place for you. I'm Brooke Moore. I'm Gretchen Jackson. I'm Kelly Strother. I'm Tharwit Lovett. We are Shifter. In this podcast, we will address all things mindset. You will hear real stories from real women who have faced their fears, crushed their limiting beliefs, and have turned their mess into their message by shifting their mindsets and leveling up in business and life. Hey everyone, I'm Kelly Strether. I'm here with Whitney Gray. She is a KonMari consultant in training and mother of two, and she is an advocate for choosing joy in life for better mental health. How are you doing today, Whitney? I'm great. How are you, Kelly? I am good. I'm so excited to be talking to you. I'm just so interested in the decluttering in general, both in our homes and minds, and cannot wait to dig deeper with you into that topic. Would you tell us a little bit about yourself, just kind of about you and your family, where you're from? Sure. I'm married to Jason. He and I have a daughter who's 13 and a son that is three a bonus mom or stepmom to the 13-year-old. And I've been in her life since she was about my son's age. So we've grown a lot together. I'm the youngest of five girls. I had a wonderful mother. And unfortunately, I lost my dad to suicide at five years old. I just kind of grew up as a result of that, really disliking confrontation. And I just wanted everyone to get along and be happy and laugh and smile. I was a bit of a class clown and I was always kind of called out from my teachers as just being so expressive. And um, to my mom, they'd say, oh my gosh, her faces and her expressions are just so hilarious. (laughs) So, but I didn't ever really want to make a whole lot of waves in general. I liked to tiptoe through life, try not to offend anyone, just make them happy. And really, I believe that I was just lucky enough to be married to a good guy when I got into my 20s and 30s and have a good job. I didn't do a lot of intentional choosing in my life. With some exceptions, I did choose a pretty unique career field out of high school, thanks to a really great woman pilot mentor that really pushed me to go to college. I ended up going to college for aviation management. I used that for quite a while, but we'll get into that in a minute. But other than that, I didn't do a whole lot of intentional choosing. I kind of just let things be decided for me. And don't get me wrong, they were great things. I had a great life, but around last year at this time, something was just really bubbling up inside me. I'll tell you more about that in a minute. Yeah, that's very interesting to hear. Um, You come from a lot of ladies in your life, don't you? All the sisters and your mom. Yes, and lots of aunts. Yeah, I actually have an unfortunate history of suicide in my family as well. And I definitely understand how that can put you on guard to be looking out for other people a little bit more. Yeah. Kind of on autopilot one to control the chaos. Yes. Do relate in that way. So you were in aviation management and I guess things were going okay there. But then I I know you eventually had a mental breakdown. You want to share that with us and kind of how you got to that point? Yeah, I was actually, long story short, I guess, I I had a great paying, stable job for seven years at the airport. Five years in, I had my first baby, and I returned to work after maternity leave. 
And it just really made me reevaluate a position I never intended on staying in for so long. I always tell people it was like the DMV of the airport and nobody really likes going into the DMV. (laughs) I mean, if you can imagine travelers on top of that going into a place, an office like that. We were never encouraged to be ugly to anyone at all, but it's kind of a natural stance. You had to take a lot of times toward customers, just stand your ground, you know, be um, assertive, which I was not, not even aggressive, just assertive, right? which I really had trouble with. But it was just so not fitting for me. It was like, again, no one encouraged us to tell people no all day, but that's what I felt like I did. I told people no. And I didn't really get to help them. I had to follow really strict rules. And that just didn't really match with my natural spirit. But anyway, one day after I'd returned from maternity leave, I called my wise uncle in Ohio for advice. And he informed me that I was having a very young midlife crisis. (laughs) Uh, He said most of the time men don't get to experience this till later in life. So I was lucky to be having it so young and get to live the amazing life that comes afterwards. That was a really encouraging word, but it was only the beginning of the unraveling that I kind of experienced. It was a crisis, but I have to say it was a big Christmas too. And girl, let me tell you, I made a list at one point of what I wanted changed. And that list kind of came from some vision board work and mainly came out of my experience going through the KonMari method, which is now what I help people do through decluttering. But in the KonMari method, I actually took my work clothes from my closet and said, these do not spark joy. I'm getting these out of here. I don't want to look at these anymore. Eventually, I don't want to work here anymore. How do you leave such a great thing? I felt spoiled and I just felt you know, who am I? To, it was just such a pull, like an angel and a devil pulling me back and forth. Like, Whitney, you're so lucky to have this job. Why would you want to leave right. it? And it's stable. And what's wrong with you? You know, I had been so used to not choosing me, choosing what naturally occurs in me as my purpose in life. So I really was confused. And that confusion is what I would say led to such a mental breakdown. It was also around the time of a good season for seasonal depression, September, October, um, and is also nearing the anniversary of my mother's death. So it was kind of a perfect storm last year, uh, right around the end of October, that I just crashed and burned. I kind of picked up from your your background that you got into this don't want to rock the boat mentality. And I think that's really hard for women. Sometimes we think that choosing joy for ourselves is going to rock the boat. And that's a big mindset thing that we're just, I think we're just misled really young, you know? Absolutely. Not on purpose. It's just kind of how society directs us. So speaking of the mindset work, like at, at what part did that intersect with your career and kind of this path you were on in life? I think the first little piece of mindset work that I did was a vision board. I guess it was the spring or summer before my big, so last spring or summer, I did a vision board and that was new, but I was instructed to even write out where you want to be a year from now and all that. And at the very bottom of it, I wrote wit's end. And wit's end was what I wanted to call 
something that I was going to do. I didn't know if it was going to be a comedy or humor thing or, you know, funny stuff on Facebook or organizing thing. Like I had no idea what it would be at the time that I wrote it, but I also put all kinds of other stuff on there, like purse that I loved and, you know, all those great things that, you know, they tell you to put on there. And a lot of it really has come true by now. And that's one of the first mindset doors I think I opened was a vision board. That's amazing. Um, Wits End is the name of your business now, right? Exactly. And so when you made this vision board, did you know much about manifesting? So it was the way things happened was I'd say vision board. I did the KonMari method myself in my home and thought about, okay, what's not sparking joy in my life other than my job? You know, what do I need to stop doing or start doing? What do I need to let go? And then the KonMari training conference came up last fall, right around this time. After that was the little mental breakdown then through. (laughs) So the mindset work happened Right. And I always hesitate to say this because I don't want anyone to think that shifter caused a mental breakdown. <laughs> but it happened. I'm, think, I'm trying to think of the first book we read, but or one of the second books we read really got me like, whoa, confused. Like it was my subconscious and my conscious mind was just like really being wrestled around. And it was a really overwhelming thing to know that I could choose all this. Like I could make my life miserable or I could make my life amazing depending on what I choose to think about and what I choose to see and look for, you know? Absolutely. I I think that, you know, some of this mindset work we get into, we are forced to look at things, including ourselves, in a way that we have not before. And Mm -hmm. that certainly can be scary when you're having to kind of unlearn these negative things you've been telling yourself or been believing, but it's, it's part of that kind of breaking through, you know, your breakdown, becoming a breakthrough, pushing through that fear. Yeah. That kind of what you found as well. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Fear. And just in a way I'd say I was a little disgusted with myself because I thought, Oh my gosh, none of this is anyone else's fault. Just because I decided not to choose all this time that doesn't make it okay for me to blame others, you know, cause I was constantly blaming my husband for this or that, that he decided on, you know, and it was never me that made the decision. So I wasn't at fault. And when I kind of started doing this mindset work and realizing that I could choose and not choosing is this neglect of yourself, you know? So that kind of made me feel like, oh, Whitney, you've done this. You've done this to yourself. You've gotten yourself here, you know? by not standing up for yourself. You freed you, didn't it? (laughs) Yeah, it did. It it took a while. I'm not going to lie. It took a long time. I was, I actually had to leave my job for a little while. I was really bad off. I even spent some time in Rivendell and Bryant, Arkansas. I was kind of told by my doctor I had to go there and as an outpatient and I participated in group therapy where I was around all kinds of mindsets and all kinds of addictions or life experiences and problems that people were experiencing in life. And it just really gave me a lot of perspective that I was very blessed and very lucky. And it was time to decide. It was really time to decide like where I'm going to go. Am I going to go back to unhappiness or am I going to 
go the scary route, the dark and scary route that has a huge light just beyond, you know, the trees. And I can see you have chosen the light. The light. The light, yes. <laughs> the joy. But that is, I really appreciate you even talking about that. I mean, it is choosing ourselves sometimes means we deal with our mental health. It yeah. should be more more talked about and more common because we all have things to work through and it's not a bad thing. Mm-hmm. It's certainly right. something that it's, propels us to growth. Yeah. It's not anything I'm really proud of other than the fact that I can talk about it. I feel safe enough to talk about it that so that someone else that's there is not scared to go. You know, someone that looks like me or lives where I live or drives what I drive or works where I work. You know, people have this mentality that if you're above a certain socioeconomic status, you're not going to have these mental issues. And it's not true at all. It's everywhere. It's just like diabetes and heart attacks. And everybody from all walks of life goes to the doctor for that. You need to go to a mental health doctor for mental health. Absolutely. It's okay. And so you kind of carried through this and and got out of that treatment. And what drew you then kind of back into the KonMari and and put you in onto that path? So I had already started the steps toward, I guess, becoming a consultant in training last fall. And it kind of took a little pause for the mental breakdown Mm -hmm. then through. (laughs) And then in January, I said, okay, it's time to quit my job. It's time to be better, be healthier. My first priority was mental health and trying to eat better every day, get enough sleep. Exercising is still not happening exactly, to be quite honest. All those things that I was told to implement, medicines, everything, that's what I started doing. And then secondary to that was, okay. It's time to make some money too, you know. It's time to be a decluttering and organizing specialist with people. And the cool thing was I literally, I walked the walk. I did the Kamari method to the extreme where I I decluttered my life by quitting my job. (laughs) So one of the hardest things ever for me to do, to walk away from that stability into the unknown of self-employment, wondering if I'm going to have clients. Wondering if people are even going to listen to me because I'm kind of not real bossy. <laughs> so, so yeah, that was really scary, but I was ready for it. It took me hitting rock bottom like that to get me ready. I think that's so interesting that your journey, your path that you went in life, your mental health ended up putting you in this decluttering KonMari consulted field. I know personally with me, I have not really been able to put my finger on it because I didn't know about KonMari, but definitely knew there was some sort of tie-in with clutter and mental health with me. Um, I live in a small home. I've got two kids and a husband and and pets. And so especially when they were little, I might have the meals planned, the schedule made, have everything going at work. But if there was a pile I hadn't tackled, if there was, you know, laundry not put up, the, the clutter in the house would carry with me. And I just felt like a clutter in my brain which yeah. I'm sure there's a science behind that, but I, I need to get you over to my house, honestly, to help fully, <laughs> fully KonMari our space. But the decluttering <laughs> we've done has been freeing. It's been so freeing. And I'm sure you see that yeah. with some of your clients. I do. And 
they say that clutter is the physical manifestation of unmade decisions. And when I heard that, I was like, holy cow, whoa, who's been spying on me? But um, gosh, close your eyes and look around and think of clutter you might have. It's like, okay, I didn't put the laundry away. I mean, that's an everyday thing that we all struggle with, but it's like, okay, I didn't decide to take the time to do it. I decided that I would do it later, but I didn't say when, you know what I mean? Right. It's, just, it's so accurate in pinpointing what clutter is. You know, I still have a little bit of clutter in my life here and there because we get busy, but the clutter I had before all this was just crazy. I had seven years worth of plastic tote bins of papers from 10 years ago, you know? Well, and, and to uh, get real, you know, I think as women, we, we've talked about, we we're negative with ourselves and we, we don't mm-hmm. really build ourselves up like we should. And it's right. probably one of those things you just are always kind of checking off your list and you, what, what have you not done in the home? We kind of let that negatively affect, well, then we're not being a great mom, a great housekeeper. Right. You know, we're not really, yeah. when that's, that's just not true. Everyone's mm-hmm. got something that they're, they're still tackling at home. And I know with the KonMari method, you help create an ease in that those things become a little bit more manageable. But then I, I saw in your, your notes, you wrote that one thing that really helps you is to, to not assume the worst. So let's talk about how kind of little mental tool has affected you. Well, for example, I used to assume, say, if I left a pile of laundry somewhere in the house, I would assume my husband thinks I'm a slob. He's going to be mad, blah, blah, blah. And he's not like that. He's a really chill guy. He does not, you know, that makes him sound like a monster. But that's all stuff in my head. That's mindset stuff. Like that's going back to how my dad was. He could be really mean like that. But, you know, don't assume the worst that pile, for example, I said, you know, not to contradict myself, but I said that clutter is a physical manifestation of unmade decisions. Well, it might also be a physical manifestation of you decided to go play with your kids instead of do that. And that's where my clutter is now. You know, if this guest room behind me is a mess, which it is, <laughs> I won't show you. Because then nobody would ever want to hire me. But (laughs) if this guest room is a mess, it's because, one, I let my son play without telling him what to play with. And and I didn't make him put it away because then it was dinner time. You know, we played on here with markers because I wasn't going to worry about the sheets getting messed up because they can be replaced or washed. Who cares? It's like you choose chill sometimes and that's okay. But, you know, before it was a negative thing. Any clutter was like, oh, I suck. I can't do it as well as every other woman and or my mom or my mother-in-law. But right. now I just, the mindset of clutter is different and it's, it's just okay sometimes, but there are definitely clients I have that need to get to that point in their mind. And the only way they get there is knowing that they can control it. They can pile through it or plow through it with me get it under control. And if it gets back to a little bit of mess, they know that they're still in control and they can do something about it in a short amount of time. Yeah. I love hearing you say that you kind of got to a point where you were choosing to seek the chill or seek the joy. You know, that's certainly a freeing feeling. I mean, I personally remember my kids being little and just kind of busting it all night, working on chores and missing out reading stories to them or something. And no more, you know, that's, it's time to be more intentional with our days and, and seek that yes. joy you're talking about. 
how about your family? Like, have you noticed this kind of positive new lease on life affecting them or your kids or just like the general feel in your home? Yes. I mean, medication has also helped, but <laughs> to be quite honest, but, um, and the funny thing is, you know, my husband always believed in, you know, oh, we can start a business. We can do this. You know, he never had any doubts in himself, which is great. I think he had a really great childhood rearing that really helped with that. But I was always in doubt of everything. I thought he was cocky. You know, I didn't understand how he could have that type of mindset. And now my mindset is almost beyond his. Like, oh, yeah, we're going to manifest this and manifest that. And we're going to move and we're, you know. Yeah, that's so um, exciting. Yeah. So. And you guys started your own business together, right? Or you're in business together? Yes. Yeah. We have um, line drive pavement marking. We paint the lines, the yellow or white lines that you see in a parking lot. And just recently we started doing playgrounds for local schools. I don't think you realized it, but you guys had actually done our elementary school that my child attends. And it's been absolutely wonderful during COVID actually kind of giving the kids more options of, of where to have fun and be able to socially distance and space out. That was yeah. also very visually cool. It's just really colorful and fun. And I'm so glad that you guys improved that space. That's awesome. Thank you. So speaking of COVID and, you know, we're all so thankful. I think that we got into mindset work now that we're here in a pandemic. Have you seen any benefits in that realm that have specifically helped you during this time? Yes. The mindset work and reading that I've done with Shifter was a huge, huge, oh my gosh, I can't imagine if I didn't have that in my brain going through this. Another really awesome thing was I had won a ticket to go to a conference called Decide It's Your Turn with Christina LaCure. Yes. That was freaking awesome. And she said in the conference, like, decide that COVID isn't going to be a bad thing. Like, this is going to be the best year of your life, you know? And I was like, yes, yes. I was literally in my bedroom like, yeah. <laughs> but I kind of never doubted because of this mindset work. I kind of never doubted that I'd have clients this year. You know, there was a slow period at the very beginning where a couple of people I was working with, you know, didn't want me to come over, which I was totally fine with. And I was staying home with my little boy anyway. But shortly after that, it picked up very rapidly. And I've had the busiest two months in August and September I've ever had. This is full-time work for me right now. I will see my calendar empty. Like, you know, October is empty right now, but the way September filled up so quick, I have no doubt. I've literally looked up some days and said, okay, I need two more clients for next week. And I'll kind of forget that I said that. And the next day or a few hours later, I will get just a random text message or Facebook messenger with people looking to work with me. And even with our line drive pavement marking business, you know, a lot of businesses are spending less on facility maintenance, but we've been able to make up for it in schools that want their playgrounds painted for the kids. So yeah, there's blessings everywhere to be enjoyed. That's awesome. And I keep hearing you say you never doubted. You kind of had that buffer to protect you from some of the fears that we're going to be naturally prone to. Oh, but I yeah. think that all goes back to learning to choose yourself, become more competent in your you know, intent and being able yes. to not, not doubt those fears you had before. Yes, absolutely. Well, it has been 
such a pleasure talking with you, Whitney, today. And I, I will like to wrap up with a few questions we love to ask our guest. So mm-hmm. I'm going to start off with what is the best book you have ever read and why? Oh, that's tough. It's kind of a tie. So honestly, the life-changing magic of tidying up by Marie Kondo, mm-hmm. because I identified with her so much. She's adorable. It got me linked up with a lady that is another consultant in Arkansas, and it got me on the path to doing the method myself again as well. My favorite, I think it was because it was my first one, is You Are a Badass at Making Money, yes. because Jensen Chero is just like in your face. And calls you out on your BS (laughs) in just such a funny and fun way. And she's just done some outlandish things. And it kind of makes you sit back and think, well, if she did that, I could at least do this, you know. So um, you get advice all throughout your life, maybe recently or in the past. What's the worst piece of advice somebody gave you? I would say, oh, I'm going to try not to be too specific here, but. I was kind of really discouraged from quitting my job by a couple of people that I won't mention. It wasn't my husband, though, luckily. He was all about it. But um, it's just that advice of that safety. You know, everyone always Mm -hmm. wants you to be safe. They are looking out for your best interest. But sometimes the safe route is not the best route for you. You know, that's very true. I think... That actually is something that I found in our shifter community because it is such a safe space and you're in there with strangers. Sometimes Mm -hmm. bring these problems to friends and all they want to do is keep you safe. You know, they don't want to. Yes. Yeah. They're they're scared for you. But um, I did not find (laughs) that in shifter. It was immediately, how can we help you? What kind of creative solutions can we come up with together? Um, So what is the best piece of advice you have gotten? Do the thing that you would do. For someone and not have to get paid for it. Like yes, that's what I think I've heard that before. Be. Like do what you'd love, whether you were getting paid for it or not. Paid and, or not. And you're getting paid yeah. for it. And believe in your hourly rate. <laughs> I've, I've read some of the reviews. I mean, I, I think you're helping a lot of people out there and you certainly deserve to get paid for those amazing services you're providing. Thank you. Well, thank you for going in and digging a little deep with us today on your mm-hmm. journey. We're going to put Whitney's Instagram and Facebook handles in the comments so everyone can find her at Wits End. And again, we appreciate you talking with us today, Whitney. Thank you so much, Kelly. It was my pleasure. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode of the Shift Her Podcast. We are here to share stories that inspire so that you can create the life you love now. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review, share on social media, and tell us why it resonated with you. You can follow us on Facebook at ShiftHer, Instagram at ShiftHer.co, and read more about us at www.ShiftHer.co. While you're there, sign up for our High Vibe monthly newsletter, where we share even more inspiration and stories from our Mastermind program. Links from today's episode are in the show notes.